Hey everyone, it is Tech, and I am back from vacation. On this episode, we are recapping all the stuff that I missed from Indie 3 and a bunch of other cool stuff. This is episode 8 of the Indie Game Riot! <laughs> Everybody, this is Josh and Ya, and like Tech said, this is the Indie Three Recap episode. Again, this is not our uh, usual formatted show, so sorry if you enjoy your format and you're afraid of change, but tough shit. So um, it's coming back soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Next week we'll have normal show. Next week normal show, but this week Indie Cap. What you know what I'm saying? Indie Three yeah. Recap. Indie Cap. We'll just call it that. Um, <laughs> that's got a nice ring. To it. it does. Um, but yeah, like Tech said, he was gone for the entire week. He, he missed Indy Three, and he should oh. he he he's bad, and he should feel bad for that. But I uh, do, I really do. I, you guys I've, have I've done a really good job of making a, me feel bad. I've been trying to convince him to commit seppuku, but you know he doesn't have the support. <laughs> I don't have the right. I sword, am in my family. Not, you know, I, I have a beard, so I'd have to shave that off to look more. <laughs> you have to grow. To- you have to like shave the top of your head, leave a ponytail. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a lot of work that I don't have to go through, and then the whole killing part. <laughs> Suicide is just a lot of work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> so much paperwork and riffraff to go through. It's not worth it. Uh, but you were you were you were on vacation, but you were you were still doing something kind of yeah. game related since it was. Uh, your thing. I was yeah. yes, I was at Origins Game Fair because I haven't been talking about that enough. Uh, <laughs> usually, it's it's either uh, I've realized it's either Tech's weekly weather report or Tech goes to Origins, <laughs> the worst um, news segment on the local channels. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, there we go. <laughs> I got all my tabs mixed up. So I was at Origins, and there were a lot of cool stuff to talk about, but I'm not going to bore you with a lot of that. I want to talk to you guys about an amazing game that I played on the first night that I was there, and I got to talk with the developers of the game and the owners of the company, and it was really cool because it was an indie dev making a board game, and it was something totally different that I've never played before, and that is... A game called Kobolds Ate My Baby. It sounds uh, just from the title, it sounds awesome. It sounds like an SNES game. It it does. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, it was super fun. It's by Ninth Level Games. This isn't part of the show. This is just me like trying to tell you guys if you're into tabletop games, if you like D and D, play Kobolds Ate My Game. Kobolds Ate My Baby. Because Kobolds Ate My Baby, you play the lowest life form possible a kobold. And if you don't know what a kobold is, a kobold is a little dog-like creature that likes eating babies. I thought they were lizards. It, no, they're they're dragonkin. Yeah. No, no, that's what D&D wants you to think. That's what Wizards <laughs> oh. think. Kobolds have always been these little dog creature things. It's a things. conspiracy. No, those are, those are ingos. No. Are... <laughs> I, I talked to the creators of the game. I have the express authority. I'm just kidding. Um... Anyway, uh, you, you play as a... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not actually angry, viewers at home. Uh, I talked to the developers of this game, the, the guys who created this game. The guy They taught themselves how to use Illustrator to make the rule book 
uh, that a few of the guys that I was with bought uh, at the place. But you play as a kobold, the lowest life form, and character creation is very quick because they don't expect you to live very long. Well, you're a kobold. In D and D, a kobold is only a challenge rating 0.25. Yeah, that's like a one fourth challenge. That's rating. like that yeah. and that and goblins. It's like the very first things you come across. They they are so low and dumb that if the DM thinks that you are doing something too spectacular, you have to make a spontaneous death check. A spontaneous, <laughs> a spontaneous death check is if you have used a word that has too many syllables or done something that seems a little bit too crazy, then there's a chance that you will literally just explode. <laughs> and there's a role for that. that that's, that's, that is the game. And to bring your character back, you can, uh, on your next turn, you can make a soliloquy you can you can speak a soliloquy about the your kobold and their life, and um, but, but isn't, possibly isn't the word soliloquy just a little bit too advanced for kobolds? Well, yes, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's dead, so it's been to heaven and kobold heaven, and knows all these cool words. And uh, there are cool, there are other cool uh, rules like whenever anyone says King Trog, all hail King Trog, you have to say all hail King Trog. I am clipping my mic a little bit. Um, Way to go! You just ruined the show. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but they actually had this the, uh, a, a nine to twelve p.m. or twelve nine p.m. to twelve a.m. Uh, huge room of it uh, that they do every every year at Origins to where if one person says King Trog, that room that group says All Hail King Trog, and then every other group in the entire room of like over a hundred people just yelling at the top of their lungs, All Hail King Trog, and um. Or Torg, I'm gonna get <laughs> railed on for that if I get it wrong. <laughs> uh, Grot Trog, it's Trog. But you know, you play Cobalt. It's it's a lot of fun, and I got some of the info. I I talked to the guys who who made it a bunch, so it'd be cool if we could get them on the show. Actually, and I know it's some, not well, really video gamey, but well, you said he's <clears throat> man. My voice just broke. Sorry, puberty guys. Um, <laughs> you said he was an in, he's a game dev as well, or are you talking about just board games? Oh, oh they do board games. They only do board oh, games. Okay. He's, an, he's an independent board game developer. Yeah, and it's not just one guy. It's a it's a company of like like eight people. Which but, I, uh, you know what I think I think that has a I think that has a spot in our show. I yeah. really and, and they, they've been doing this for like I think it was like eight to ten years. Uh, they have other games. Uh, I think. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not. But I think this this is their this is their big game, and and the, the way they they sell it is the original beer and pretzels role playing game. Uh, you can pick it up, and all, all we had were uh, one rule book, some torn out pieces of paper, and a piece of paper with a map on, and dice as our players. And one of the guys I was playing with was a kobold who killed a woman, a another kobold, the woman's husband, and two Vikings. <laughs> And that's impressive. And a blacksmith, and it was. See, the the thing is, is that after that, he changed his name. He changed his name to Ugg the Invincible, and the DM was like, "You don't know that word. Make a spontaneous death check." And he survived. <laughs> he survived. <laughs> I would have named him Cobalt the Cobalt. Yeah, you could have done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I um, I'm, praise my creativity. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, if, if you want to know anything else about what I didn't talk about at Origins, there's a video on my channel. Link probably in the description, maybe. It's cool. Check it out. PM. You're gonna do multiple of those videos, yeah? Uh, well, the next, I think, 
Um, I'm probably going to take the video that I made, the, the end of the video with just about um, Kaiju Chaos and put that up. Okay. Um, maybe take the segment about just uh, some of the individual games, and then I'm going to talk about Zaya Legends of the Drift System, uh, which is also made by one independent game board game developer. One guy over the course of 10 years, but that's another story for another day. So, yeah. Link in the description. Awesome. You guys talk about E3. Yeah. Make me all (laughs) jealous of shit. Yeah. Oh, we're going to rub this in. (laughs) Because it's not like I was having fun, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You with your bourbon. Oh, yes. Hey, that bourbon is gone. Oh, I imagine. It's all cheap here now. Uh, so, kind of segue on that. I, I played a game called Cosmic Encounters last night, um, but that has nothing to do with Indie 3. It was just a fun board game. It's c- complicatedly simple and amazing. I just wanted to mention that. Uh, I'm not as good at segues, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, so Indie 3. Uh, huh? Just say segue. That's how you got to do it. Segway. That's how you do it. <laughs> Segway. So, Indie 3 was a fantastic event. Uh, You know, I'm not going to go into much about what we did there, other than mention in passing that we did a live broadcast, and it was awesome. Um, And uh, and much awesomeness to to Josh for being there, and Phil Royer for guest hosting, etc. But, uh, no, like, favorite moments out of of Indie 3 was... uh, God, there were so many. Uh, the sense of community and inclusion was like the overarching huge deal for me. Like the entire yeah. thing. Like, yeah, there were some people that were kind of assholes, but you know, at the same time, like I'm a, I'm an asshole. I can't fault people. Well, we're talking about the internet too, so I mean, how, uh, yeah, you got to expect that sort of thing to happen. Yeah, but I mean, like all of all of the panelists were absolutely amazing, and and you know even even the people that were putting forward ideas that I don't necessarily agree with, you know, politically speaking or or economically speaking, like they did a fantastic job of of you know couching everything and very much you know this is how we see it, this is how I feel about it, you you know take our information, do your own research into it, and f- like the whole event. This was a week long event. Like, most cons are like, oh, it's three days or it's four days. No, this was six and a half days. And then we did two other special days afterwards that was like a wrap-up and, and otherwise. And the whole thing was just, oh, the, the, the energy was amazing. The, the, the game trailers, the game trailers. Solon and, uh, and the other guys that were, were doing that, like, every single game that was being shown, that were, you know, in the, in the showcasing like they were excited about it they had something awesome to say about it and like i'll be honest some of the games i was like you know i i have my own personal taste and there were some that i was just like man this looks like a crappy like i have no interest in this that it almost looks like there was zero development whatsoever and like they still were able to find ways to to express excitement about that and actually changed my mind on a couple of them based on, you know, the the things that they were pointing out about what we were seeing. In in general too, just talking about the that sort of thing. It wasn't it wasn't just the the hosts who you're right, they did a great job in and just finding you know positive things to talk about, you know, great games and the not so great games. But also just the amount of camaraderie about, you know, among the attendees. 
And yeah. it was the, the amount of support that everyone showed for each other and the, the amount of networking. Yeah, I, a lot, I know a bunch of you uh, out there, the new the new people who joined since MB3, uh, as far as our audience goes, listening to us. Uh, you guys, you know, that's that was part of it. Networking is, you know, and, and actually one part when we were recording, you know, uh, uh, thanks to to, to uh, James from from the Indie Box. You know, bring back talk, the box. Right. Bring back the box. Hashtag that. Um, we talked about the Indie Box on a previous episode, but we got to interview him on the show. And um, I forget where I was going with this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, we talked to him, so thanks to him about that, and he gave away, um, you know, a box there, and... Uh, One of the people that was participating. Yeah, right. Do you, do you remember, were you there? Uh, I know you were kind of hit and miss, what, with uh, with a job and all, but uh, were you there when we found out that people were actually getting hired through Indie 3? That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what I was going to talk about, actually. That's why I brought up the Indie Box as well, other than to thank him, is that... Um, I mean, even just to give an example of the amount of networking, Phil Royer, who we had on the show and text place just to, you know, as a guest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> really fills the void. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I can feel the butt hurt. Anyway. No, I, I... <laughs> no, we love you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I, I kid. Um, no, but... <laughs> But Phil, he he got to talk to. I mean, we we talked to James after we were done recording, and he got to talk to James from the Indie Box. And while his game doesn't technically meet their requirements, yeah. James was still willing to find a way to get him a little bit of exposure through their their program. Um, you know, he wouldn't be a featured game because you know there's like that specific has to be 75 or higher on Steam and eight out of ten on IndieDB. And it's available um, on every operating system. Right. But he's like he was like, you know what, maybe we can find a way to get it in, you know, just like a some as like a, as an as an extra in the box for everyone. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of the featured game. Well, so, not not only that, but like I like I was saying, like people legitimately got jobs through Indie Three. One of the guys that was doing a I don't remember if it was an interview or it was a panel. Um, but, uh, he made mention of the fact, or, or, yeah, he made mention of the fact that he was looking for, uh, a, uh, musician to do the soundtrack for one of their upcoming projects. And then, like, two hours later, like, it was all over the internet, like, somebody was like, hey, I just got hired thanks to Indie 3, I'm going to be doing music for an upcoming project for this developer. Man, those musicians were... Amazing. Oh, yeah, the musicians were fantastic, but like, it, it, like people legitimately got hired and and paying gigs through just the sheer amount of hey, it, it, you're in chat and you do this. I'm looking for somebody that can do a little bit of voiceover work for this. Can you, you know, shoot me over something? I I actually got a couple of me, you know, because I do the voiceovers, um, yeah. and I and I just like, you know, casually was like, hey. You know, anyone in D three needs a voiceover artist, you know, check out me. And then I I got responses from a few different people. So I mean, you know, I might even be getting whoops, game bumping the thing. Um, <laughs> I I might even be getting hired through that uh, as far as my voiceovers are concerned. But so, uh, yeah, the networking the networking was fantastic. Yeah, and and speaking about the music though, um, if you haven't noticed already, we're using different music. And our plan is um, for every episode to um, for every episode to 
to use an indie video game music or musicians work. Um, if so, if you're if you make music for video games and we think, you know, unfortunately, if it's not quite up to what we're expecting, I'm you know if it's just like <laughs> we we should probably clarify. Yeah, that. <laughs> if we like it, we'll use it. We're well, not trying to be dicks, but like if it fits. If it fits. Background music is background music, but if it's like extreme well, like battle like this is a boss battle. It's it just work, it's but, just you know. like well no, it's like I don't mind having different music either. It's it, the way I'm thinking of it is just like how we do the games. If we don't want to we don't want to have to feature games cuz we're also worried about, you know, the consumers that listen, the indie game fans. You know, we don't want to say, "Hey, go buy this game, go support it." when you know it's really not that great of a game to be exactly. honest so same thing kind of goes with music you know we want to we want to feature the best of the best that said um you know we're pretty open to to you know most music i i do want to try and see the more upbeat stuff like tech was saying but you know so if it's like if it's really somber i probably won't use it but that doesn't mean your music's bad so just put that out there um, but I'll, I'll give the credit for the music in this episode at the end of the show, so no worries if you are wondering who it is, so you can go check them out. And, of course, the link will be in the descriptions and everything like that and on uh, on the uh, uh, Reddit, our subreddit, uh, which is r slash, or slash r slash indie gaming, indie game riot. Man. In, 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 did yeah. you forget your warm-ups again? I forgot <laughs> speaking. Um, and then also uh, one other thing before we move on to the games uh, I want to say thanks to uh, a very kind comment by a fan. We like to do that every time. You know, not every time, because if we get a lot of them, we don't have time for every <laughs> single one. But, um, it, you know, this one particularly stands out. And I just wanted to say thanks to Tony Yotes. Or at least that's what his uh, Twitter handle is, at Tony Yotes. Um, he said, please never stop posting this podcast. It's one of my favorite ways to catch up on my fellow indie devs. And, again, seeing messages like that is really encouraging to us. So thank you. Definitely. And, 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 and Tony, this is the episode to catch up on indie devs because holy crap, do <laughs> we have a lot of indie devs? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and we're not going to stop as long as people are enjoying what we're doing. So, well, um, and even if they're even if they're not, I don't intend on stopping. So, right. it's, this is we're having fun. fun. Also, yeah. it, it, it was Torg. I was wrong. Oh. <laughs> well, now yep. you should just excommunicate yourself. Yep. From... Yep. I should just. Uh, <laughs> that's a boo no idea. I'm starting to fill out more of the paperwork now. So. <laughs> um, and uh, and the last thing is, thanks again, thanks to all of you guys at Indie Three, um, those of you that are listening now or, or watching on YouTube, you know, however, whatever platform. Um, thank you so much for being amazing at Indie Three. It's it was, you know, borderline miraculous how it uh, came about and, and how it proceeded um, with with minimal hiccups. Um, so, so thank you for being great. Thank you for an awesome community. And I hope we can continue to give back to all of you. Definitely. Now, here comes <laughs> the... Uh, we got... Uh, like I said, we're not doing our, our normal standard uh, episode. So we have a long list. Put, it, put this in perspective. There are... At, the, at Indie 3, there were... What, over 200 games that were featured? It, it, was, it was like, it was 185 games oh. that were showcased, and then during the, there were 19 games that were entered into the Indie 3 Jam. Yeah, so, so, there, so, so there was over 200 total games that, that ended up being shown through the course of, of Indie 3. Right. 
So first of all, out of those 200 games, I wish I wish it was possible for us to to really actually give you all Geeking shout outs, um, but we're not because that would take for freaking ever. Um, <laughs> secondly, we actually narrowed that down to like <laughs> out of all the ones that we really really like to like a hundred, and again. <laughs> That was still way too much. So unfortunately, we can't you know shout everyone out that was at Indie Three or anything like that. But those of you, um, those indie devs that were kind enough to send us links or send us codes to give uh, to allow us to review the games, um, we wanted to at least give you guys a shout out as a thanks. So we're gonna go through and um, give uh, was, I don't know, it was approximately twenty five ish, thereabouts. Um, yeah. Approximately twenty five games. Um, just um, quick. Uh, description of their games and so you guys are aware of them being in existence um, so go check them out most of them are, not I don't know if most of them are but a lot of them are free you know like open betas and things like that um, support them vote on green light that sort of things and uh, once we get to the end of that we'll go into um, awesome sauce awesome sauce yeah those, those are we just have a few <laughs> games specifically that we wanted to go deeper into because of how amazing they are I'm so, in this so, segment too. Yes, <laughs> Tech, this is what you get for missing everything. But yeah, yeah. I know. No, I, yeah. So, so this first segment, we're 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 kind of calling it the the indie th- indie cap is what we were saying beforehand. Yeah, indie cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these are like like Josh was saying, this was a, a difficult thing for us to to kind of narrow all of these down. You could consider this kind of a, a long version of the Peep Show segment because most of these are still in development. Um, and the ones that aren't, you know, we'll make sure to note those and say, hey, this one's actually out and completed. So, yeah. and, then, and then the ones that we'll talk about in depth are the ones that we really think that you should definitely check out. But um, uh, all of them are awesome, too. But anyway, yeah. uh, drum roll, and I'll give this a start, and we're going to go bang, bang, bang. So everyone keep up. Here we go. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) First game is called Away Team by Lost Zombies Studios. Away Team, a new game by Lost Zombies Studios, lets you manage a lost ship and its crew in deep space. Control individual crew members on dangerous away missions to hostile planets and derelict space stations. Survive by upgrading your crews and gear and specializations while evolving your ship's systems as you go. So what did it look like? It is a uh, it's a ship management game, very similar to FTL, but in a more three D ish atmosphere, and uh, a little bit of crafting, a little bit of RPG uh, element, and it was really cool. It is in early access. Okay, uh, Avalon Lords uh, by my good friend Adira. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, but she goes by Adi on Skype, and uh, she's one of the developers for that. Uh, absolutely fantastic game. It is a kingdom-building RTS game where your primary goal is uh, to take over the world as the rightful king of your people and their and your subjects. Um, and uh, it, it is definitely still in development, but oh my god, does it look amazing. Like, I'm talking StarCraft 2 level graphics and oh, it, it's really impressive just where it's at right now. I am following this one with so much interest. Okay, okay me. Shining Spirits. Shining Spirits is an RPG uh, that, mind you, looks freaking beautiful uh, about uh, characters living in a world controlled by a man who has just recently taken control of the government that killed his family. 
lots of good and evil and a crazy um, sadistic warlord in the mix definitely gives this game a whole lot of province. And, promise. And, and did province. I mention that? And province. <laughs> did I mention this game looks amazing? Like, <laughs> like we're talking like if uh, it reminds me of like Cave Story almost, but like super high def for Cave Story. Um, the art's really good. Uh, the the screenshots that they have look amazing, and it seems like an RPG that I might actually want to play. You, Tech, you definitely want to. I, I will warn you. Um, I, I spent quite a bit of time playing this, and uh, there are some there are some bugs. Nothing game breaking. Uh, okay. But, well, and I and I spoke with the developer on that, and and he said he was aware and was working to fix them. And sweet. Well, and as with all early access games, you're going to yeah, run across exactly. that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. don't be too judgmental of that. Uh, no, like the, the bugs on that one specifically was like you walk onto a button and your character runs underneath the the, the graphic uh-huh. for the button itself. It's, Small it's, stuff. Yeah, little teeny it'll tiny. Get, it'll get mm-hmm. fixed. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, up next, Quarries of Scred. Quarries of Scred harks back to a simple arcade style. Dig down, collect different minerals and dirt ore, and return to cash in. Strategic use of lasers, landmines, and self-destruction will ensure access to hard-to-reach areas, though care must be taken at all times within the quarries of Scred. And this really reminds me of uh, Dig Dug, and you, uh, Tech, said there, there was a game I never played, but you said it reminds you of... No, that was or, me. You know, I'm mean, sorry, Rev. <laughs> text like, I saw what? text name what? on the notes. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> text like, wait, what? No, what uh, remind no you of? Boulder Dash. Boulder Dash, yeah. Never heard of it. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. I didn't either, Shit. but uh, those of you who know what Boulder Dash is, this apparently reminds Rev a lot of Boulder Dash. It's extremely, it's an extremely simple game. You're literally, it's 2D graphics. Um, the graphics really aren't anything like wow but that's because of the kind of game it is it looks um, like a game that i would play it looks like a game it that you would fun. play on like in an, an 80s arcade you know what i mean Which is exactly what boulder dash was well there you go so <laughs> so but if you it's it, it made me rage like crazy but it was very addicting i, I, I could i wanted to succeed uh <laughs> but yeah it is it is a very good game go check it out uh, next up on our list is Daglo Empire. Uh, Daglo Empire is an anti-shmup platform runner made in 10 days for the cyberpunk jam of early 2014. Uh, it has a cyberpunk storyline voiced by a robotic narrator. Um, so you've got to stand still at the beginning of each level to hear that. Um, Daglo, by the way, is a highly controlled psychoactive, psychoactive substance. Fact the fact that substance... Yeah. With, <laughs> with the number of insurgents of the order dwindling, it's more difficult than ever to get your hands on it and more dangerous than ever to run. Stay safe out there. Um, really kind of fun puzzle. Not really puzzle, but side-scroller, jumpy type game. Um, you literally only have the three controls, left, right, and jump. Uh, but there's guys shooting at you. You're getting Daglo. You're running from the cops. Tons of fun. So, you know, check that one out. If you think we're going too fast for you, then you might want to try and get your speed up by playing Super Murder Wolf. Super Murder Wolf is a hover bike uh, beat synchronized uh, serpentine Martian landscape racing game where you start and you're going left and right, dodging, uh, dodging obstacles. I will say it is fast. It took me a second to actually realize that it was uh, beat synced, but when I did, it became a lot cooler and a lot more fun. 
the songs switch up on you, but the music is amazing. The visuals are really cool. Um, very simple left and right controls or A and D, depending on which you want to do. Uh, they're all both standard. I will say that the the view is a little bit weird for me, but nothing I couldn't get used to. So this one's definitely it's a you can just go on their website and play it. Next up is Deity Quest. Deity Quest is a lighthearted Pokemon-inspired RPG where you play as an ambitious young god, recently assigned to a world, Abaros, to convert followers and gain power. Your goal is to become the Overgod, the highest position among the many gods of Abaros, develop your divine magic, support your followers in fast-paced 6 versus 6 battles, adventure through locations, and compete with other deities in your quest to reach the top. Um, this one really caught my eye because it was a very unique combination of different genres. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me, the, the turn-based battling reminded me a lot of like a Final Fantasy type, actually, um, rather than Pokemon, just because of the multiple, you know, the multiple uh, battles, battling each other. Um, and also along with a God Sim, along with an RPG where you're leveling up your different um, powers and things like that. And uh, there was a, something else that, that was mixed in there too, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, just for the, the interesting concept alone, it's interesting. And I got I did get to play it. There's a free version on Newgrounds.com um, if you search it there. And also uh, it is going to uh, have a paid version as well eventually. Cool, cool. Uh, next up is uh, Cascada. Uh, it is a game with empathy built right into the mechanic. Everything you do will be for the person that you're playing with, whether it's collecting diamonds to destroy the kill blocks that are falling on them or giving them life to prevent a game over. Uh, The developer wanted to make a game that required you to look out for your teammate and not just out for yourself. Uh, Design-wise, it looks kind of like it's kind of got the bubble bobble type feel to it, that kind of... uh, that, that kind of mechanic to it um, and a bit of kind of a almost Tetrisy thing like whoever whomever has the uh, the bar that is falling towards them the other person has to jump up and grab the corresponding diamond to destroy that bar before it hits your teammate they do also have a one player mode where you're placed in the role of both players uh, and you must avoid the blocks but not let those touch the bottom of the screen or it's game over it is currently on sale. That one sounds really fun. Our next game is, and I wasn't just saying that in passing, that game actually <laughs> does sound very fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, no, it sounds fun. Yeah, I'm about to try and transition. Midboss is a game where you start out, it is a roguelike game where you start out as an imp and you slowly have to take possession of your defeated enemies to get through the dungeon. You start out basically with your only ability being to possess other creatures and you get different abilities, get stronger. And because it's a roguelite, roguelike, uh, you only have one life and your save game gets destroyed when you get destroyed. Permadeath. Uh, Permadeath. And that's the way they like it. It is currently in pre-alpha and only available for Windows, but they are currently working very hard for a Linux and an OS X version And they're working so hard on it that they have the Windows link on their site, but they also have the Linux and Mac placeholders for when they do get those links. So if you are a Mac or Linux user, definitely check this out. The art style is cool. The concept is one that I personally haven't seen, but definitely worth a look. The next one, I'm hoping I don't just butcher these words, is called Exua. 
and uh, so it was a mangling of the Inuit were Inuit. Sorry, right? Uh, <laughs> Inuit were Ixuar Ixwa Ixuarpok. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Ixuar-pok? know what that is. Ixuarpok. Uh, Ixuarpok. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this word is untranslatable into English, which may explain why I can't uh, pronounce it, but means something like the feeling of anticipation that leads you to go outside and check if anyone is coming. That is a lot out of that one word. Um, the reason we chose this name <clears throat> is because the game is based on a coming of age story where an Inuit Eskimo boy goes into the wilderness to become a man while his family anxiously awaits for his return. Reminds me a lot of, uh, was that 10,000 BC? Is that that movie? I don't know. Anyway, like that. Uh, but this this game actually reminds me a lot of, um, we didn't actually tell the story on the show, but one of the, talking about networking, uh, we talked to uh, Beth, who is a developer who makes games specifically geared towards uh, minorities and people, uh, not, not, not minorities, but you know what, well, yeah. You can maybe explain that better. I don't. Know. Okay, so 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 Beth is uh, is a member of the the First Peoples, I believe is is the current terminology. If if I'm incorrect on that, I apologize. Uh, but uh, she does a lot of work on the sociological aspect of um, uh, of uh, Aboriginal groups uh, and their integrations into the gaming communities and and development. Uh, She ran a fantastic panel on uh, what not to do with Native Americans in video games. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that's great. Uh, she she's got a master's degree. She's she's done uh, several educational games for like the museum, the Smithsonian Museum, as I recall. Um, you know, and and she's working on a couple of games, or she's working on at least one game that she could talk about, and uh, that it's going to focus heavily on on the uh, native culture. And uh, not, not not I'm not trying to say that to take away from from Ixua, but just reminded me a lot of that kind of game where it's it's very uh, uh, I can't think of words today. Culturally, sig- culturally significant. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Um, and uh, the first of all, in the graphics, it is early access, so it's there's not a whole lot there yet. But the graphics. It looks like it's they're putting a lot of work into it. It's full 3D, and it's, it's a nice big environment and everything like that, so mm-hmm. definitely give it a check out. And they even say on their website, built by a dedicated team of tryhards that don't know when to stop a 30-day project because this game was made for like a 30-day competition on 64digits.com. Right. Cool. Uh, so next up on our list is a game by our good friend, Phil. Uh, you might have heard him on our live broadcast for Indie 3. Uh, Super Pixalo is currently on the Steam Greenlight system. You need to go vote for it. Uh, I Last I heard, it was nearing its completion, but go vote yes on it. Damn it, I want this. Uh, it's currently available for the Ouya. Um, but uh, he's trying to make it out through Steam. It's the story of a pixel from a 1960s rock and roll themed arcade cabinet. Pixalo, join Pixalo as he travels over 50 years of pop culture and a music of self-discovery. This has an original soundtrack by, and I apologize if I butcher the name, Saad Ali. Um, It has controller support for the PS3 and Xbox 360 controllers, uh, 124 levels, 121 collectibles that you can get through it. Uh, The level design was amazing, and I, I can't gush enough about this game, but go vote for it on Steam. I sounds really game. That one also sounds really fun and super big. No, I miss really big is. games. 
the the uh, the soundtrack for it is also pretty damn cool. He's got it out on his uh, on Bandcamp, and I might have spent a bit of <laughs> by that. And if you if you're uh, if you're a fan of the Super Meat Boy type of game, definitely check it out. Definitely. Redshift. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you guys. Oh, you're fine. I was just okay. Good. Cool. Awesome. Redshift, which is our next next game, it is a mobile game where you run around as the last surviving member of a nuclear power plant on meltdown. Uh, find and fix parts of the plant before time runs out. It is a new experience every time with the levels randomly generating, and you are racing against the clock to save yourself and the surrounding area before this power plant explodes. Uh, Fast-paced, full 3D graphics, even though it is a... 2D side-scrolling, but damn, does this game look like a lot of fun if only I had a phone that could run it. (laughs) Well, speaking of mobile games, actually, (laughs) uh, the next one is Wake the Dreamer. It's also a mobile game on iOS and Android. Um, The game is... I don't know. It seems like a pretty big game for a mobile phone, so that's why it's impressive to me. But you can create your very own character to live in the microverse that exists in your phone, help or inhibit your character through the choices that you make, explore two separate worlds there's a dream world and the real world uh wake the dreamer the game runs in real time so when uh you know even though your phone's off the game is still going um so it allows you to explore both worlds at your leisure um you can customize your character so if you're into that sort of thing you can customize it with different outfits weapons and armor depending on what world you're in um uncover the motivations behind a mysterious character sand and why he's so interested in you and your character so there is a possible antagonist to this which is why it's impressive to me because it's kind of like almost like a story in this whole like open-endedness and it's really cool uh you can also find romance work and friendships for your character and much much more and this is for ios and android absolutely yep go check can't it out. beat that no uh, next up on our awesome list of awesome is Afternoon Hero. Um, it is currently available on Ouya and the iOS, I believe a couple of other Android and Fire TV. That's like uh, uh, Amazon's thing. Oh, I okay. Um, it is a short and sweet old school platformer. You are the blonde haired hero who's actually a little boy who's trying to save his dog from a gang of punks. Uh, or at least that's what I got from what I was seeing. Um, you have three controls again. You have left, right, and jump. And uh, unfortunately, it's not as simple as the controls would make you think. Uh, every every challenge is, is hand-tailored to a specific strategy. And uh, it's got a one-hit-to-die style, like we, those of us that played, you know, Contra and such. Uh, has boss fights with a more beat-em-up, uh, type deal, and basically you're just your your kid, your dog got stolen, and you're looking for your dog. Looks like a lot of fun. It kind of has a uh, it kind of has the view of uh, I want to say like uh, almost a Mario two. Ooh, is kind of the graphical style of it is is what I would say is what I would say. That's kind of nice. Yeah. N- Next on our list is Chronicles of a Dark Lord, Episode 1, Tides of Fate. Uh, This game is the first in the series of old-school-style RPGs, uh, sort of like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or Fantasy Star, and also is very similar to more modern titles like Cthulhu Saves the World or Breath of Death 7. 
Enter a world of shadowy intrigue where stained pasts collide with the present in an explosive confrontation that will define one young man's dark destiny as he attempts to thwart the machinations. I don't know how to say it. Machinations? <laughs> machinations? machinations? It depends on, you know, what part of the country you're from. <laughs> of a true evil beyond all imagining. This game has a really cool, like, overworld mechanic with uh, uh, turn-based uh, fighting similar to uh, the older Final Fantasy games basically it's not, before they it's got not, into 3D. It, it's not true turn-based. No, uh, okay, I, right. I, I've actually spent a lot of time playing this one as well. Um, it's because uh, it, it astounded me. It's like the first game I've ever played where I'm in that, I'm the villain. Like you are the bad guy that's going out to commit genocide, but hey, I uh, mean sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So. <laughs> like you 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 start the game by betraying your father and killing his entire army and taking over the kingdom. So you're like, basically playing what good stories are written about. Exactly. There's so a- <laughs> so so there's that, but there's a uh, the the point that I was going to make on it was uh, I forgot. Never mind. Moving on. All right. Uh, just <laughs> but before we move on, it does say episode one. But this is a full game. They want to make sure that this is a full game, but there are going to be, and it is a finished product, and it's going to be released August 31st, uh, or it was released August 31st, and it's currently on Steam Greenlight for you to download on Steam. Uh, They also have a really cool marketing tactic to where they link to a Let's Play of the game so you know what you're getting into when you buy the game, which is kind of awesome. Definitely awesome. That's... I haven't watched the Let's Play of it because I've been too busy playing it. (laughs) So, okay, next up we have The Weavers by Guru Meditation Project, I believe. Um, And it is a fantasy point-and-click adventure with several RPG elements within a dark and mature setting. The Weavers gameplay is kind of a Monkey Island journey, etc., but kind of adds to it with its own original features. Um, I... Haven't I, I apologize? I apologize. I haven't gone over it too much, um, but uh, basically, you build your characters up, or you build your character up um, through a talent tree. You can solve puzzles in different ways. Either you know, oh well, that's a locked door. I can you know punch my way through it. I can pick the lock, or I can convince somebody to open it. Uh, you can explore the illustrated scenarios that, that give you the the world around you and uh you know investigate the entire history of of the place in in order to figure out you know what lies behind the gods and creation um looks way way interesting i can't wait to actually sink my teeth into this one the weavers is actually another one of those games i was looking forward to because of again the mashup of of genres in it yeah it's a point and click and with interesting like rpg and stuff like that and the art's really cool too yeah Um, same. Speaking of really cool, ta- I almost called it Tango. Tango <laughs> Tango Fiesta, which is one of the most badass trailers that we saw in Indy 3. As a matter of fact, it won our favorite trailer uh, during our live show. Um, but Tango Fiesta is a top-down cooperative shooter for one to four players. Imagine the events from every single 80s action film ever made actually happened to one guy. Well, that's you and up to three friends, and they get to blast, shoot, and knife your way through procedurally generated levels as the ultimate one or two or three or four man army. So, uh, yeah, again, badass trailer. Loved it. It reminds me, if if any of you out there know Broforce, it reminded me a lot of that, except this is top-down as opposed to 2D side-scrolling. 
And uh, it's, it's if you love your 80s action movies and you got like hair popping out of your chest just at the sound of this uh, description and just, I don't know, testosterone pouring out of your face, this is, <laughs> this is your game. Like we're, I'm saying when I watched the trailer, the first two films that it reminded me of were first all of the Rambo movies all in yeah. one, just as one movie, and then um, Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can I like, see that. Any problem? No. <laughs> uh, Guns, of, murder. Uh, uh, going to something a little bit different. Avoid Droid is a how did they how did they describe this? A passive shmup. Fruit 'em up, arcadey <laughs> dodger, for Fantastic. um uh, currently for the PlayStation Vita and also soon to be uh, for iOS devices. Come on, guys, get on Android. Android, eh, come on, guys. Yeah, really. Anyway, uh, you are basically uh, playing a, a fruit thing and you're collecting uh, items on the screen and it's sort of like a bullet hell where there are a lot of things shooting around. It is a shmup after all, and there's not a whole lot to talk about, but. The art style is very childlike, and I feel like gamers of all ages, whether you're, you know, five or fifty-five, will enjoy this game. I was, I was, I was pissed off that it's not on Android because I don't have iOS nor a Vita. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like Droid has taken its place in our culture. Come on, just like, just like with the operating systems well, on, yep. on PC. You know, you know, there's also Mac and, and Linux. Come on, there's Droid I, and... I, I, I actually talked to a couple of people about that. Um, a, a couple of developers. Sorry for the for the sidetrack here. Um, but, uh, no, I talked to a couple of developers that developed for both platforms. And um, the, the reason for that is uh, on iOS, they can get more sales for the ah. release. If they release it on Android, they will get more players. Huh. But statistically, on on Android, you're less people are less likely to buy the game. But if it's released for free, they're way more likely to play it. So why so it's not kind of so release a free game both. with ads on Android and release a buy game with ads well, it, it, on it, iOS? <laughs> according to, according to the guys that I was talking to, a, a fairly common procedure is you release it on iOS and you get a, a bit of of. Um, sales from that and use that to port that over for Android and then you get a much wider audience that you can then tie into the rest. Huh. Awesome. Well, so, next okay, up that has sorry. nothing to do with <laughs> iOS or anything like that. Uh, a game called Children of Liberty when forced by the, the, the little, the little uh, description Tips here. Tips and tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when forced spies are arrested infiltrating the mansion of Royal Governor Thomas Gage the Patriots call upon their children to finish their mission, spring them from jail, and uncover the details of a conspiracy that could plunge the colonies into war. And if you couldn't tell, this is uh, taking place in the American Revolution, um, and specifically in Boston. Um, what's really cool about this game is that this is a uh, this is a stealth game, and I was talking about this in the live show, that you can play with one hand, literally. Um it's it, it WASD, shift, uh, the E button, and space, and uh, maybe control. I forget if that was a thing too. Um, now again, this is it's it's available on Steam, uh, Greenlight. It's actually on sale right now for five dollars at the time of this recording. I looked, um, but uh, there it is very early access, so there are a lot of bugs. But once the bugs are fixed, once the the levels are actually developed the whole way through, because right now there's only one level available. Um, this this looks like one of one of the games that you should keep an eye out for as far as indie games go. Um, so 
especially if you're a historical type of person. So Definitely. we're talking like second most fun thing you can do with one hand sort of deal? Uh, well, <laughs> I use WASD with my left hand, so it's actually the number one with my left hand. Oh, there, you go. there we go. <laughs> TMI, everyone. That's welcome to the show. <laughs> Uh, next up, yeah, <laughs> enabling the evolution. Uh, uh, use your left hand for more things. <laughs> Dave the Devourer is an early alpha action adventure three three uh, D platformer action adventure. Yeah, action adventure three D game uh, where you play as a uh, spirit in an idyllic spirit realm that is thrown uh, into uh, hell. It, that's a good way of putting it. Thrown into hell um, to basically do the the devil's big question mark. Uh, the devil's bidding uh, currently has a lot of really good things going for it. Uh, the voice acting in this game is really good, and I'm really hoping that they add a lot more. Uh, the writing in it is, I mean, to, to be fair, some writing in games these days is pretty bad, and this this holds up pretty well. Um, it's a really fun game, and I hope to see. Uh, I, I really look forward to see what they can definitely do with it. So, yeah, check that out. Check it out. I, uh, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking right now. The description of this video is going to be the most annoying thing in the world to write. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have Treasure Adventure World. Uh, it's a huge open world side-scrolling platform game. Uh, it's kind of Metroidvania-ish. Esque, but not yeah. Um, you're going around the world. You're searching for ancient artifacts that were powerful weapons in ancient history, and using those to fight a demon. Uh, upgrading, you upgrade your sailboat, and you can find gear to help you f treasure hunt better and help you kick more ass. Uh, you also discover clues about your forgotten past, and you figure out what was the original origin of the uh, world you live in. Now, this game was actually really interesting to me for for a couple of reasons uh a it looks like a lot of fun and b uh it's actually the kind of sequel game like the game that they wanted to make but you know continuing on and make it bigger and better and better of treasure adventure game which is free and out there uh so do a search for treasure adventure game and you can kind of get an idea of what treasure adventure world is going to be like uh next up <clears throat> while i choke on myself uh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> well, that, all right, screw you guys. Anyway, <laughs> Dimension Drive. Dimension Drive is a fast shmup, if you want to call it that, shoot 'em up, uh, where you play two games at the same time. Dimension Drive has been developed to be played with gamepad or keyboard and can be played on PC, Mac. Oh, it just says PC and Mac without the and. PC or Mac. Uh, kill enemies on one side and recharge your energy for the other. Switch frequently. One really cool thing about this game is that you are playing two... Like, this is what I was talking about. You can play on uh, one side and... Um, oh. Yeah, you remember no, this game? This one, yes. It had it split on the t like your screen, your your game screen is split into two sides, and you switch back and forth right. between the two of them in order to progress. Right. It's really cool. It's a really cool concept, and uh, I believe this is also on Steam Greenlight. So go support them there. Uh, next up is a game called Sirius, and I am going to quote my my absolute favorite quote about any game. Uh, from Indie 3 was about Sirius, and this came from uh, from Solon, and it was, you're flying around, and there's like, pew pew! 
so it, 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 it's a game like think think kind of like the like freelancer or uh, uh, I can't think of the other one right now um, but but that kind of style of game you know mouse controlled WASD and uh, and you're flying around and you're searching through the galaxy you're you're finding belts that you can mine and there's combat and uh, it, it's primarily like it's been in development since 2005 uh, they've gone through a couple of different versions of this as I understand it um, they they're adding multiplayer both PvP and cooperative um, they're they're pushing for uh, land specifically but uh, no ch- check it out it looks like a lot of fun I have I've only been watching videos of other people playing with it because, uh, unfortunately, my laptop won't handle it. Anything that has LAN connectivity built in is, like, my favorite thing in the world. I I know, right? Seriously, like, if it means that I have to have my my friends bring their desktops down to my basement, have them all plugged in, and turn the coldest room in the house into the hottest damn room of the house to play a game together, like, it's so worth it. Oh, definite. Um, unfortunately, minor drawback, and this might change in the future, but at the moment, this is only going to be available for Windows. Uh, so Vector Interactive EK is the developer and publisher on this, and uh, it looks great. I, I I want this game so bad. I think, Run a Hackintosh uh, version. I think, I, you I think I'm going to start playing some Sarah McLachlan music in the background. If you would like to donate to the uh, Reverend's <laughs> Laptop Fund, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to do a Patreon or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that is the last game of that list. We'll wrap that up there. Next what? up, what? everybody Before, take a breath. <laughs> yeah, let's let's breathe for just a second. Um, one one last thing that I wanted to mention that came to light during Indie 3. Uh, in one of our previous episodes, you heard us talking about a game called uh, No More Shadows? No, what was the Shadows game? Oh, Quick. um... The... Path of Shadows. Yeah, thank you. Path of Shadows. It was the free game done by the, the Spanish team in, in college. Well, they announced during Indie 3 when they were being showcased, they have a Kickstarter up right now. Do it! But that, game is, that game is still installed on my computer, and I've recently purged my computer of a lot of unnecessary stuff. <laughs> so that just goes to show the, their Kickstarter know. is up. I think they're I think they're about a week into it at this point, um, and uh, and yeah, I'm super stoked for that. And I shouldn't have, but I've already pledged a little bit. We'll get that link in the description there. Uh, well, next up uh, are our unofficial Awesome Sauce segment. That These are just a few games that we'd like to go a little bit deeper into and discuss some of our favorites out of the uh, out of the list from Indie 3. So stay tuned. I don't really know why I'm saying stay tuned because it's not a bumper. <laughs> so stay tuned for the next split second as we move on. Okay, so we are into Awesome Sauce now. Now, if you have talked to me on Twitter or Facebook or Reddit or anything like that, you might have heard me kind of gushing about a game that I have been playing a lot of. Uh, I fell in love with this at the trailer that I saw at Indie 3, and I immediately rushed to Steam, and I bought myself a copy, and then because Josh was cool and Tech was off playing board games, I bought him a copy... Uh, I bought Josh a copy. Sorry. <laughs> Multiple nouns <Not> in there. <laughs> um, I get left I'll, out of this one. 
Yeah. I'll okay. buy you later. It's fine. After pay. I don't care. Um, okay. So, Concursion by Pooba Studios. Pooba Hold on. Studios. I got crap going on. Sorry. What? <laughs> Sorry, I had like music blasting on my ears because I had a, I opened up a link to uh, one of the games. It was like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. So, Concursion is a multi... It, it, it's a genre-splitting game. Now, if, if you were listening to our live broadcast, which we are going to be getting a copy of and uh, and publishing on for our regular viewers who can't find it, um, if you're listening to that, uh, we talked about the simplicity. Uh, no, we talked about level design, and I really, really, really wanted to put Concursion there. Um, but we got beat out by uh, Super Pixalo because it made a much better... Uh, game for that so this genre splits the game like you're playing the old pac-man style you're playing a side-scrolling shoot-em-up game um you're playing a uh commander keen style game you're playing a ninja gaiden style game and they're all mixed into the same level like, like, you will be running through a section as your default adventurer collecting these little gem pieces to go rescue the princess, and all of a sudden you have to get from where you're at on this one platform all the way across to the other side, and you can only jump once. And there's no enemies for you to jump off of as the adventurer, but you notice that there's this little bubble about halfway there it's just big enough for you to land in, and if you're holding your action button correctly, you land in that, and you turn into this little kid in a rocket pack, and he <laughs> launches up, and he maintains momentum as he launches out of that bubble and changes back to the adventurer, and then you continue on to your next platform. The whole game is mixed in with these. You have to use these genre changers in order to... Change years. Sorry, like I said, the beer's getting to me. Um, <laughs> you, these genre changers uh, and and do the, use those to complete the level. It's time based, so you get a better score the faster you go. Uh, you got to collect your gems. It starts getting much much more complicated the deeper you go into the game. Like you have enemies that shoot the genre bubbles at you and will like actively be trying to screw you up. So you're expecting to be able to slide on a wall, but no, they just shot a Pac-Man thing at you, and now you just fall, and you're screwed, you know? I'm going to be honest. I, I, for one, let me just preface this with saying I suck terribly at platforming. Um, <laughs> and that's the very first thing you have to do is a, is a scrolling platformer, basically, at high speeds, because it, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, I mean, it teaches you, but it teaches you quickly on the fly. So you're just yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, and it's like, sprint! I'm like, okay, I sprint. I'm sprinting, I'm sprinting yeah. not realizing that, okay, I don't have to sprint the entire time, but I'm thinking I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm like, it told me to run! So I'm yeah. just running, 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 and then I'm like, I like overshoot, you know, like the platforms or like an enemy I have to bounce <laughs> off of or something like that, so that's the very first part, so I was raging like crazy, and I, I suck so terribly, I didn't get that far in the game to, to experience too many of the other genres, but uh, that's another game where, again, it was talking about um, kind of with uh, uh, Corey's Scred, where it, it's, it's, it made me rage, but it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, crap, I got to start over, do this again. It just makes it's you... It's really fast. Yeah, you, it, you just slip right back into it when you uh, 
you know, it, it does die. have it does have checkpoint systems, so you know you're not gonna if you die, you're not gonna get screwed over and have to start the whole game again, um, which is a very good thing. Um, but uh, like it, it's all seamless transition. Like uh, you you think genre changing bubbles, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be loading screen. And you go into the night. No, this is literally you jump into a line, and suddenly you are now a ninja, or you are the the spaceship. Uh, so quick i i'm not super rushing through and my average level completion time is like two and a half minutes and i'm in world three or something like that so. and another really cool thing about this is that not only is it messing with your head with a lot of different mechanics changes through the levels but it's mm -hmm. all it all makes sense in the story this yeah. isn't just a, hey, guys, look at all these mechanics we can make. It's a cool tech demo, right? Ha ha. No, you actually have a goal. It all makes sense. Like, yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, two plus two equals four in this game. And, you know, you go. And I, I, that I support nice. that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and one thing one thing that I definitely wanted to mention, because it is really, really kind of cool to me as a, as somebody who's a bit of an audiophile. Um, they actually had to get a version of the soundtrack every song uh, by Emmy, Emmy nominated composer Christopher Hogue uh, you might recognize his work from uh, House uh, uh, wait Gregory no, he, D but he did not do the intro music just so everyone knows because <laughs> yeah no he didn't do the intro music he was the composer for all of that stuff um, but he created five different versions of every song so that as you switched between genres, it would switch with you. So like you could literally be you could literally be like jumping through a bubble and you get like three beats of, you know, super techno space music version, and then you fall back down into feudal Japan or, or instrumental version. Oh, it's a oh, it's amazing. The transitions in this game are fantastic. That's probably probably my favorite thing from what I was able to experience before just uh, sucking terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Oh, we this can... game looks so cool. The next one? Yeah. We no, can do this one. No, well... We can do the next one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we can do the next one here. The next one is a game... Uh, again, this is a Kickstarter game. Uh, it's called... What do we agree on? A song for Vigo? Is that what we're agreeing Vigo, on? Vigo, yeah. Okay, a song We're, we're for going Vigo. with the uh, Ghostbusters 2 pronunciation. Song for Vigo. It, the uh, the game is created by a, a German, or I'm sorry, uh, not German, Swedish uh, indie dev. So so maybe there's a way that they were pronouncing it, but I'm pronouncing it Vigo. Um, again, the Kickstarter, <laughs> the Kickstarter is uh, uh, has about six days to go as of this recording, um, and they're only they're less than five thousand dollars away from their goal of twenty thousand dollars, which really isn't that much for when. I'm going to be playing the gameplay or the uh, trailer or something like that during while we're talking here, but it's really not that much when you consider how much work went into this. Oh yeah, this guy. If you're not looking at it, if you're just for some reason, if you're just listening to us, this guy created the entire game, the entire game, from big things to tiny little details, made out of paper, stop motion paper art. And uh, he actually had to stop for a little bit because he ran out of paper and he didn't have the funds. <laughs> um, but this, I mean, it's, it's a point-and-click game about dealing with depression. I know you, Tech, you, you say you don't like really 
playing these like heavy. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't like the emotional games, but I'm a big proponent of stop motion animation because stop motion animation was how I got into like the film industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I might this make an exception. This one's gonna be an emotional game. This one's it's, gonna be an emotional game. Yeah, very emotional. And uh, it, to just give you like a little <laughs> bit of, without spoiling too much, but basically the beginning of the game starts off with um, your your kid dying because of you you backed over him with a car, um, and then oh, the whole game God. the whole game no, it doesn't. yes it does. Oh, the, no. starting you got to caveat that. Yeah. Accidentally. Acc yeah, accidentally. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> no, not on purpose, little bastard. Um, no. <laughs> well, what, I think I had a squirrel, honey. Hold on, let me put it out of its misery. Oh, no, Jimmy! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this yeah, it was on accident, and the, the game is about you and your family dealing with the aftermath. Um, and, and obviously a large part of that is depression. Um, and the, the dev, uh, Simon Carlson, who admitted himself that he deals with depression this is a really good outlet for him um as well as i guess probably other people who play this too it's it's very cathartic and just to go back to the the, the paper art it's so it's very moody and very i don't know it matches this game so 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 well and it's beautiful and it's so detailed it's so detailed the amount yeah, of detail so good the amount of detail not only not only in, in the amount of just work that goes into it, not only with the actual paper art, but you're talking stop motion. Stop motion is a lot of work. He's doing yeah. this all in like a corner it's of a his map. house. Yeah, he's doing this with it, it, all in a corner of his house. You know, it's like a little, there's a little area set up for where he puts up all his scenes, and it's just so much work. And all that, you know, that there is just an incredible amount of passion put into this. And that's what impresses me the most. Just the, the dedication, the drive, the will, the passion that is obviously put into this game. And this, this, you know, we talked about Sumo Boy and messages and things like that. And it was a great game. And it was definitely a game worth kickstarting. And I was like, wow, if you're going to kickstart any game, you know. Do that one. Do that one. But now I'm like, holy crap, man. A song, a song for Vigo is just, it just took it up another level. So, please, like, do all you can, because, like I said, less than $5,000 away at the time of this recording, six days to go. Get this thing to 20000 so he can make he can finish this game and get it out there. I don't think that there has been a game that's been made like this that's been worth playing. What's In that? a long time, at least. Like, we're it? talking stop motion. Well, okay, so you, oh, you're talking about, like, stop motion games? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah like, there's the not like style-wise. There's not a huge market of that. I mean, because, exactly. again, it's a lot and, of And work. it's like, even even if you're not, like, into the, the story of it, like me, get behind the fact that this guy is doing something innovative with the medium. Yeah, just the fact because, that... Because, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, what else can I say? Absolutely. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out if uh, for for anybody that's kind of listening in on this, um, there like his 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 uh, rewards for backers. I wish I had a lot more uh, expendable money right now. Um, if you get uh, if you pledge fifty dollars or more, uh, you get a physical CD of the soundtrack with a handmade signed paper cover by him. 
uh, plus uh, the next step down is the $30, and that is uh, includes the short documentary Unfolding that is the uh, documentary around the creation of this project, uh, digital copy of the game and the soundtrack, etc. Like, if you go even higher than that, like, some of those are absolutely cool. If you pledge $100 to, to this, uh, you get one of the actual paper models used in the game, signed by him, plus everything else before. That's that just for collection collecting purposes. That's that brings up like the the collecting nerd in me. I'm just like I want that for. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> like if I had a hundred dollars right now, I would click this button and do it. Um, if you. But, uh, oh. oh look! If you have two thousand dollars, though, you can uh, you can always go and. Uh, He'll take you to a concert in Sweden if you can get to Sweden. Which, by the way, there is. I, I just noticed this because at the time when he did the interview on Indie 3 uh, about his game, he didn't have anyone that pledged 2000 But it looks like he has a, a backer Somebody that pledged did. 2000 So congratulations, yeah. man. That's that's a big push for him. So, yeah. yeah wow. Go yeah. check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next uh, is another game that I apparently am the only one that has a really hard on, or like a big hard on for um, not that Rev doesn't like it or Tech doesn't like it, but I, I apparently am just like ready to jump all over this and they're like, let's see more. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's called We Need to Go Deeper and uh, that... Amazing. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you. I just got that. Thank you for that. Uh, we Need to Go Deeper is a two to four cooperative submarine roguelike set in... Now everything I think of is a double entendre. Okay. <laughs> set in a Vern set in a Vern inspired undersea universe and Vern meaning Jules Vern like as in 20,000 leagues under the sea in the game you and your crew must embark on many voyages into a mysterious undersea trench known as the living infinite ooh mysterious to be successful in your mission you and your crew will have to work together to pilot a submarine as only with your submersible intact will you be able to live to see at the bottom of the living infinite um, first thing, the first thing that struck me about this game was its art style. You think Jules Verne, you think steampunk, and this art, th- this art theme hits it right on the head. Um, it's, it's, it's dark yet cartoony, um, you know, with, you know, it's like comedic undertones to it. Um, you know how, cause the steampunk, steampunk part of it is kind of dark, but at the same time, they're kind of making it, uh, a little bit, uh, quirky is a good word for it, I think, as far as... Yeah, that's a, that's a very good word. Yeah. Um, and what's also cool is that you can... It's Again, if, you like, if you're into like customizing your characters and things like that, you can customize your own uh, adventurer, if you will. And uh, again, two to four player co-op. So uh, me, me, Rev, and Tech... Because hopefully, um, Delhi Interactive is, is the dev, um, is the developing studio for this. And they said that... Um, they, they might be able to get us some some keys to give it a try and give it a, a good um, a better review outside of what we've seen and uh, maybe change revs uh, and, and text minds about it I don't know I think it looks pretty cool yeah. I, just, I just haven't cool. seen enough just, about it that that's my thing like I wanted I want to see I, I want to see an entire campaign through it and, and what that goes through so but maybe the three of us can play and maybe we can get one of you guys to play I don't know we can turn it into like a little fun I don't know contest or something, or you just, or you just play. like, hey, who wants to play with us? I don't know. Play with yeah, the host exactly. of Indie Game Riot. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, every person's dream, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Silent auction at two cents. 
Yes, I love Action Two Cents. And it has actually already been greenlit by uh, Steam Greenlight Community. So it is already on its way, no matter whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. are we done with this? Uh, it, it's got land no. support. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, has, sold. Has sold. land and internet. 10 out of 10. Land okay, support <laughs> internet. All my money. <laughs> the the uh, only downside, it's not for the Linux. The only downside that I can see is that they don't yet have it for Linux, but they're investigating that possibility. PC and Mac. That's the only one. Uh, I'm not sure... If they also have like a little contest going on, I'm not sure if it's still happening, but it's called Thinking with Portholes, and it's a little, uh, I, you know, obviously it's off of uh, Portals tagline, um, but they're doing a giveaway contest, and ba- basically it's like a piece of fan art um, using their. Uh, oh, no, no, it's you over. Need, <laughs> you draw, it's over. Okay, well ignore that then. June fifteenth, <laughs> but anyway, it was pretty cool, and uh, they had that going on, so. Just by that, they're obviously um, pretty connected to the to the community, so don't feel like you're just going to be stuck with a game that uh, never gets anything from the devs. Yep. Yeah. Now and you can go head tech. Okay. Oh, <laughs> guys. Okay. The last game that we're talking about tonight, or today, depending on the time of day you like listening to your podcasts, is a game <laughs> called Lumo. And... I think all of you can agree. When I first saw this game, I was just like, how is this game not going to cost $40? <laughs> like, I, this game, y- you know? Yeah, no. It, I, I didn't think cost first. I was, I'm was i with Josh but, on this one. When I first saw this, it was, it, it was the first trailer that they showcased, the first game that they showcased at Indy 3. And when I was watching this, I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow! Every game, like they are setting the bar here. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks My amazing. Second Basically, cost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for one, the art style. You play as a wizard uh, in a 150 room puzzle adventure isometric museum death trap thing, basically. Um, and the world sort of generates around you in some regard. There are a lot of puzzles to the different rooms that you go through. You're adventuring through this uh, place sort of, uh, even though it doesn't like go into this, I sort of get this sort of like discover yourself through the game sort of feel from it. Mm-hmm. As weird as that, like you guys can sort of understand where I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like as you adventure, you sort of like learn more about like who you are in this world and the, the puzzles... In- Exactly. And uh, the puzzles look uh, like challenging, but not too like, oh, God, I have to sit down and get a piece of paper to solve this one. It's more like a trial and error sort of, okay, here's the mechanic. How do I get around the mechanic to get to the next door? Um, And everything just feels so organic and lifelike. And the colors are beautiful and the, the setting is just there's so much we could talk about this game, just nitpicking and going deeper and deeper into the different details. But there's just so much good about this that I am so, 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 so excited for this game. <laughs> that I devolved into the first grade. Um, and but, like, I, but hey, like you guys can relate to that. I mean, <laughs> no, I can. Well, and like Rev was saying too, like the, this was the very first trailer that they showed at Indie 3. And... <laughs> 
it was like because we all went into indie 3 we obviously we wanted it to succeed we wanted that to happen because we support indie games and that's what this was all about and <clears throat> god man indie devs and indie games excuse me um and then we but we all went into it just being like we don't really know what to expect is this going to be just like thrown together sloppily are they gonna you know is this just gonna be like some guys in their freaking living room and are sitting in their boxers telling us about some indie game that which they, was too far from what was the well, case. No, they, they, they made the best of what they had <laughs> because i mean they were in their living in some guy's living room but the guy had a lot of professional equipment, and uh, they had Big a nice backdrop. Big logic for that. Yeah. They had a nice <laughs> backdrop. They made it look professional. I mean, yeah. there were a couple times, they were, the only reason we knew they were in their living room is because a couple times they, they were like, showed us. here's behind the scenes. This is what we're dealing with right now. Rotated. And, they rotated the webcam, and they're like, there's the monitor where he's playing the voice of God, and here's the door, and oh, that's his laundry basket. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I've got to go do laundry <laughs> as soon as we're done broadcasting. Yeah, and it's, and I mean, really, what do you expect for for something that happened like that over four days? They, they did a great job. Yeah. No, and, it was, same, same goes for these games because we were like, okay, is this just going to be a bunch of like crappy flash games that people just throw out onto like armorgames.com or something like that? And uh, not saying that all games that go out on those platforms no, crappy, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there was there was a lot of trepidation there. Yeah. So and 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 this really did. We were like, wow, if this is what we have to look forward to, this is going to be an amazing week, and it was. It was. Oh, I was, I, I'm still like I every once in a while like I still have several files, uh, notepad files open on my computer right now that has just links and information. I've got 37 bookmarks that I have yet to be able to work <laughs> my way through from you know some of the panels. Like some, oh my God, some of the panels were just amazing and they had so much deeper information. They're like, we're so sorry we don't have 10 hours to go through all of this. Here's links to all of these papers and, you know, the the the, the treaties on why Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid and sexism was an issue back at the day and, and today. And, oh, Very so much stuff. Very insightful So much stuff, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, and just I don't know, Indie Three was amazing, and I hope it, it it keeps. I hope it happens again. I hope it gets even better because I have a full year to plan now, and I hope we get to participate again. And uh, uh, by the way, talking about since we did our live show there, um, we're as soon as we can, we're going to get just the part of um, of our live show. We're going to try and get that up on the channel. Um, yep. Just so you guys can have that as part of the episode. For those of you that missed it, of course you can check it. Uh, check out me. the stuff on on. <laughs> <Indie Yeah. 3's, laughs> you can check the stuff out on 83's channel as well. Like if you want the full thing, we're just gonna do ours though. Um, one other. They've already got, they've already got like thirty of the videos and panels up. Right. Um, and and it's yeah. Oh, so much awesome. I want to go back and rewatch it, but I know it's like 36 <laughs> yeah. hours of recording. <laughs> um, and uh, also, while we were going through the other like 25 game list up, up top there, um, uh, I remembered that a couple of the devs actually gave us some extra codes that we can give away. Um, like last time, and hopefully these don't all of a sudden become free again. Well, 
that would be nice for everyone. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Um, we're gonna try and give them away. We'll do it in our in our subreddit. Um, again, that's slash r slash indie game riot, and uh, we'll f- enable the evolution. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Two in a row. We'll figure <laughs> out. Doing the episode. We'll figure out. It'll probably be something like tell us uh, what your favorite thing about the indie game community is, or something like that. I don't know. Check the check the uh, Reddit for details. You'll see it uh, at the top of the um, at the top of our Reddit, and just uh, you can enter. And, and just real quick so what games can they win yeah the games uh, quarries of scred I have one extra code for quarries of scred again that's the one that's like an 80s arcade style uh, very simplistic boulder uh, dash dig dugian yeah. type game. Uh, and it is really fun it's really addictive uh, and really frustrating for me personally <laughs> but it, frustrating there- because I just suck it was there an, uh, an operating system limitation on that one? I don't recall. Uh, well, why don't you go scroll so. scroll up to the other one while I'll explain yeah, the other one. Um, okay. Like, click on the link and tell me. But yeah, uh, the okay. second game is the iOS-only game called Afternoon Hero. Uh, I think, Tech, you talked about that one? I yeah. did. No, yeah. uh, that was, oh, that was Rev. That was me. Rev talked no, about no, that No, no, no. I talked about the other uh, game. You know, it's not iOS only, sorry. It's not <laughs> iOS only. It's that we have only codes for iOS. So, um, for those of you who have iOS devices, phones, iPads, what have you, um, we have, I think, two or three codes for that one. So, again, uh, we'll give those away in the uh, Indie Game Riot subreddit. Uh, uh, two codes. Two codes. I believe it was. Yeah, we got we we received three, but Tech's the only one that has access to. And so I'll try I've, one of those out. Yeah. So he'll, he'll be using yeah. one, and we'll be giving away the remaining two. Right. Did you find out the? Uh, it doesn't say. You have, have, you have to have Java. No, actually, we have. There's three. I just looked down. Oh, we do. So oh, okay. there, oh, he cool. gave us four codes, and so three of them are we're gonna. Give so there them. is three. Yep. Three. Three lucky okay. winners. And uh, and queries of Scred uh, requires uh, Java 1.6. That's so, it. so it's an old Java, so everyone has it. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're running DOS. So congratulations. You uh, yeah. <laughs> should probably just give up on computers. And, and if you're running DOS, how are you listening to this <laughs> podcast? That's pretty like, impressive. Is it coming from an internal speaker or something? It's, like, did you build? They like, modified a, like a ham a- radio. Yeah, exactly. I want to see if you could find like have you ever seen those old filters? Uh, maybe not, but the 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 filters that you can overlay in like VLC or uh, Winamp that overlays over the video and changes it all to ASCII art. I wonder if they have like an auditory oh. filter that could huh. do the same thing. That so, would like, be hard. They're <laughs> listening to us as though it was like eight bit us. That'd be oh, kind of interesting. That, that might work. I'm that very would, interested cool. in this. I'm, I'm going to see if it exists, and if not, <laughs> I can't make it. But <laughs> hopes up, hopes tr- then oh. trounced on. Yep. Um, so that is the end of the show. That was a lot of games to to blow you all away. But please, but it take, was so many good ones. Take your time to <laughs> yeah. check out the links in the description or on our subreddit and go support them. They need you know as much support as they can get because these are indie devs. They don't have the budget for, for promotion and ads and all that sort of stuff. So greenlight them, kickstart them, buy their games, whatever you need to do. Um, and especially those ones that we talked about. And there's other ones up actually in the list. And there's a ton from Indie 3. So if you go check out the Indie 3 videos, they have like all the trailers and stuff like that. You can go check them out there. Um, see if you have your own personal favorites, things like that. 
go support indie devs. Um, hashtag indie indie three. Yeah, hashtag indie three was the Twitter hashtag. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the show, again, like I said, I was going to throughout this whole show we've had uh, music um, that's different from our usual, and hopefully, uh, just to let you all know again, um, hopefully we can continue to do that. If you're an indie video game musician, um, or you, yeah, we'll indie stick to video musician. Game. Well, I don't want to be like, you know, like one of those like hipster, like, yeah, we like Pabst. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but buy Pabst PBR drinkers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, Pabst it's isn't that bad, to be honest. No, it it's is. okay. Yeah, it's all right. No, it's bad. I, eh, it's horrible. <laughs> For a cheap beer, though? For a cheap beer? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, if you if you make music, especially for for uh, video games, indie, indie games and things like that, let us know. We can feature your game in the background like we did today and then give you a shout out at the end so people Song. can go check you out. Music. Yeah, you Song. know what I'm saying. Whatever. No, multiple <laughs> musics. Multiple musics. And yes, I did put a plural at the end of that. Um, <laughs> and uh, today... This the music that you hear today is by, I think, uh, is Layla or Leela. I'm not sure how you would pronounce that. Actually, it's L E I L A. Um, not sure which way you would prefer. Uh, Wilson is her last name, aka Wuffle. We'll put the link to her SoundCloud where you can find all of her music there. Um, so go check her out and support her as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. No, I, I've been listening. I've been I've been listening to the people that have submitted music to us for the last couple of days. I've thrown it on in the background while I'm I'm playing, you know, games or reading or something like that. And uh, I like them all. Like, I, how are we going to choose which tracks to to do? Well, that's why I have the hard job. <laughs> uh, and actually, I'm going to try and get some of those freaking awesome musicians from Indie 3 as well and try and get see if they'll let me uh, use their music on the show because, man, those are so amazing. I mean, these guys, the, the two people, we've had two people so far, because it was only recently that I, I asked for this, but we've had two people so far um, send us their music, and they're awesome. It's great music, but some of that music at Indie 3 was, was amazing as well, and I really want to get them on the show as much as possible because man love networking Networking. and awesomeness if we can share with you the awesomeness that we experienced and that we're going to continue experiencing as we progress through all of this that just makes the whole thing fantastic uh speaking of networking you can find us on various social networks (laughs) the show (laughs) is uh, hosted on my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash Gaming. That's spelled J-A-S-H-I-N-Y-A, and then the word gaming. Uh, that is where it's hosted, and you can obviously <clears throat> find us on uh, Twitter. We mentioned that before. You can tweet us at IGR Podcast. Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast is where you can find us there. Reddit, for uh, the minute time, is reddit.com slash r slash Riot. Our website for the time being is igrpodcast.webs.com. Um, hopefully, we'll get that changed soon and uh, get a little bit. I have authorization from my wife that I can buy a domain and set up hosting <gasps> out of our next paycheck. So, <gasps> so it might happen soon, guys. It might say it very soon. It might take a couple of weeks to get everything all set up and prettyfied, but it's and then all and then all of a sudden, all the previous episodes are obsolete in their information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank every well, thank everyone. Thank Rev. Uh, yeah, definitely. In, in uh, 
In the future. In the future, yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say retrospect, but that doesn't make any sense. But anyway. No. Um, <laughs> Think Rev in the past. <laughs> and uh, lastly, you can contact us. There's a contact form on that website, but you can also contact us directly by emailing me, joshinyagaming at gmail.com. Wow. That was a lot of games, guys. That was a lot of just, yeah. But I loved it. It was amazing. Amazing Indie 3, Amazing Origins. And yep. I'm still pumped up again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah one more. Ready for next it's, week. It's it's one in the morning, but I'm not going to go to sleep soon. Well, so. <laughs> next week we'll get back to our standard format, um, but hopefully we'll be able to keep on uh, supporting the indie musicians as well. Uh, any last words, gentlemen? I'm out Only... of beer now. Um... Well, <laughs> that's a yeah, shame. I, mean... I, guess, I guess you should say goodbye if you're out of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Have a good one, everybody. It's been great. I'll see you guys next time. Toodles. It's high as balls oh, in here. Same. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I got my windows open. I'm wearing a hoodie and sweatpants. And yeah, but you're scrawny. <laughs> <laughs> and I shaved my beard, so. Oh, no. I thought you I shaved my balls. It, it's, it's actually <laughs> really funny. Like, uh, when I get back, uh, when I got back from Origins, my beard was really big. And, and my girlfriend loves my beard. And, and she looks at me and goes, maybe you should, maybe you should trim your beard. And I'm just like, <laughs> you are you breaking back. up with me? <laughs> Like, are we going to Olive Garden right now? We have we have this unspoke, we, we, no, we have this we have this rule, right? And you can put this at the end of the show. This will be funny as shit. Um, we have this rule to where, or this this agreement to where, if either of us wants to break up with the other one, uh, the the way that we'll do it with the least amount of drama is we will take the other one to Olive Garden, and the other person <laughs> will know. So for the love of God, never go to Olive Garden. Yeah. Uh, it would be funny if I ever meet up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys want to go to Olive Garden or something? <laughs>